This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Ethan Suplee. Welcome to American Glutton. Outside of acting, my two favorite things to do are diet and eat. I have a very complicated relationship with food, and on this podcast, we're going to talk about all of it. Food as entertainment, food as sport, food as fuel. I'll talk to experts and the average person, just like you and me. We've been releasing episodes of the American Glutton podcast on Mondays and Wednesdays, and I have decided quite arbitrarily that I prefer Thursdays to Wednesdays. So beginning in August, our episodes will be available for download on Mondays and Thursdays. Please rate and review and subscribe to American Glutton Podcast. Thank you. Today on the show, I welcome my friend Toby Morse. Toby is the founder of One Life, One Chance and is also the lead singer of the band H2O. Toby is a husband, father, and a straight-edge vegan for 22 years. He has never touched drugs or alcohol his whole life. You can find Toby at onelifeonechance.com or on Instagram at Toby Morse. Toby Morse, welcome to the American Glutton Podcast. Thanks for having me, man. Appreciate it. I am so excited to talk to you about a number of things. We've had one other vegan on the show, but he wasn't a vegan for moral reasons. So I'm really excited to talk to you about that. And also PMA. When we get into it, we should flesh it out because I think the ideas behind PMA are something that I use every day. I couldn't even necessarily put it into words, yeah. what it means to me. But, you know, I'm asked quite often, like, uh, how do you start? What motivates you? This kind of thing. And it really is just at the end of the day, PMA. So I'm like super stoked to talk to you about that. 
Yeah, I mean, there's a guy named Napoleon Hill, and he wrote these amazing books in the 60s. One's called uh, uh, Success Through a Positive Mental Attitude and Think and Grow Rich. And he's the one who created the PMA, I guess, mantra, per se. And then from there, the Bad Brain started reading those books, and then they had a song called Attitude, and they're the first punk band to talk about having a positive mental attitude. So that just stuck with me as a kid because I, I wasn't like an angry, hateful like a lot of the punk was like anarchy and fuck your parents. And for me, I love my mom. She was raising three boys after my father passed away. And so when I heard like, I always liked the positive side of hardcore. So, so Bad Brains, Seven Seconds, Minor Threat, all these bands had these messages of uh, posit- positivity. Like a lot of the punk was like, fuck everything, anarchy. But then hardcore was like, let's fix things. Let's change the planet. So from those bands hearing them at an early age, um, they really connected me with the PMA mindset. And I was always a positive kid. I was always very, um, the class clown outgoing. I hung out with people in New York who weren't as positive as me, but I always kept the positivity in the group of friends and, you know, always diffuse situations. And I just always been like that my whole life. I feel like it's really helped me in my band for 20 years and also being married for almost 25 years and then being a parent. Um, seeing the good and the positive. That, that that's could be a weak, weak point, too, is seeing the good in everybody. Yeah. That's part of my PMA, too. Like, I just live in this little bubble that the world's wonderful and we're skipping and happy, but I know it's not like that, you know? Okay, but it's not like that, but I think that's so valuable because I think, uh, especially with the way the corporate media is, quite often we're presented with just the uh, badness or the ugliness in people. I do believe that deep down there is goodness in everyone if you look for it you know you yeah. can look for and and i i just thought of a really terrible example of this that i probably don't even want to share because you you know there's certain people historically who you say like terrible terrible guy did awful things i utterly condemn them however if we spend a little bit of time looking for decency, we can find it, even amongst yeah. all the rot and filth. And I think certainly there are uh, instances of people where it's like, well, what they're doing is so bad. Let's not look for the goodness. But like as far as life goes and, and interaction with people and, and dealing with uh human beings on a day-to-day basis i just think it's better to try and see goodness 100 to like stick on negativity yeah i feel like there's more good than bad out there yeah and i feel like yeah obviously the news and social media some some parts of it a lot of it there's a lot of dark and negative things out there you know but i feel like in the real world like outside and just living and being able to travel around the world and play music and meet different cultures and go to different countries there's so many wonderful people doing amazing things for the planet, you know? And um, those are the kind of people I gravitate to and try to have in my circle. Even if I have friends that on the outside may seem like some of my friends are like, why do you hang out with that guy? He's so negative. I'm like, no, that's not really who he is. I really know the true person. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I know I hang I wouldn't be hanging out with a person if they were a total asshole. Right. So it's like, I've always tried to surround myself with people who inspire me and people that uh, made me want to do better. You know, I think life's too short to surround yourself with negative angry people that bring you down but you can have friends like that and you can try to help them as much as you can but at the end of the day if they don't want your help they have to help themselves you know you can i've tried that with a lot of friends people who are fucked up on drugs or people who are like in a dark space and i try and i try and try and some of them get out of it and some of them don't but i try to be be there for them and give them some you know positive i don't know help and do you th- <laughs> yeah but I, do you think that it's it's um almost like a contagion thing like if if you 
if you concentrate more on positivity, I think you find positivity or or you're just maybe more aware of it or open to it when it presents itself. Like, yeah, if I, if I wake up and I'm just in a bad mood and I and I indulge myself in that bad mood, I could be in a bad mood all day. Totally. If I actively try to seek out positivity, I can find it even 100%. if it's, it requires effort. And then eventually it doesn't require as much effort. And suddenly, you know, you go outside, yeah. even if it's raining, you can find something to enjoy. Maybe you enjoy the rain and you, even if you typically don't, whatever it is, yeah. you look for something positive. Yeah. I think it's such a. It's very contagious. Positivity. I think so. Yeah. And, uh, and it's, you know, I just think of, you know, I, I, I listen to. I got that ad. I, I listen to attitude that yeah, song brands, yeah. all, all the time in the gym and it gets me fired up. Yeah. And then I can just, you know, in a moment of whatever kind of struggle I'm having, just go, no, I'm going to be positive. I'm going to have PMA. You know what I mean? And it, and it, and it, I love that. it works. It's a workable yeah. thing. It's like a weird formula. So music helps and exercise helps with that. Yeah. Because it's mental too. It's mental, physical, everything. Like if you are having a shitty time, yeah, go for a walk or go for a run or do something. That's what I'm trying to tell people to hit me up now. I've been locked down for a couple months. It's like exercise is, is key to your sanity, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not for everyone, but I feel like music and just different things that make you happy. Like it's such a good escape of what's really happening out here yeah i i th i think and again i i, I will f uh phrase this as for me or what i've found anytime that i decide to do something that i have uh consistently told myself is positive or beneficial for myself and then i do it i feel better yeah if, if i if i decide that eating mcdonald's is bad and then I eat McDonald's, I don't feel good about myself. <laughs> yeah. If I decide that eating McDonald's is bad, and then I have the idea of eating McDonald's, and I don't do it, I feel better. And much is the same, I think, for going to the gym or yeah. walking outside or doing something that I know will lift my spirits. Yeah. You know? That's awesome. I mean, one of the main, the main quotes from Napoleon Hill is, it's uh, what the mind can conceive and believe it can't achieve. Yeah. So that's a really good model to live by too. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I just, in my, in my daily life, I try to like, you know, if I, I'm, I don't wake up skipping through flowers, like I'm on like a tampon commercial or something, stay free or something. Life's wonderful. It's not like that. It's right. like, if it's I look effort, up, right? yeah, I try to go to running can every day. I try to like, you know, stay healthy, do my push ups, listen to good music and write some stuff. And especially now, since I'm not touring, but like, yeah, just get inspired. Like I listen it's going to sound funny, but Coldplay is my favorite band and they make me super happy and emo. So that I, have to have, I have to get a dose of them once a day for real. That's just something that makes me happy. Yeah. I get punked so much for being in a punk band for like, and that's another story. But like just things that you love and like, I'm very blessed. I get to do what I love and play music and have a wonderful family. And I don't take that for granted. And regardless of what's happening now, if there's no future for music or anything, I still, I'm still happy to where I am. And I know that I'm, I'm healthy with my family. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you have to look at the good things you have. I mean, it may not be a lot for a lot of people, but there's something in it that's good that you can actually think about and maybe push forward to do better or, you know, make yourself, how to push yourself. Yeah. And, and I saw you did the H2O concerts on Instagram. Yeah. I did like one of the two of those. Yeah. That was, was cool. awesome. Thank you. Yeah. You know, I mean, listen, 
the world is saying you can't play music yeah. and you figured it out. Yeah. You know, for sure. Which was also helpful to the people that watched it. Mm-hmm. So it spread that, which yeah. is nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Social media was something that was like before all this, it was, I feel like it was making people so separate. Nobody wanted to talk to each other. People don't check in with you because he's, oh, he's, 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 he's on tour. Oh, he's uh, vacationing. They don't even text you. They see you. At least he's safe. We can see he's safe. He's doing something. And then it turns into like, like almost like an anti-social thing. But now I feel like it's connected so many people, at least like fans and stuff people are talking to, like going through the same stuff as we are. And you can do these live things and communicate with people. Now I feel like it's on a more of a positive for certain, for not, not all of it, but you know, but I totally agree. I thought, I, I mean, I think it's with, uh, it, it has to be curated to, yeah. to a degree. Like yeah. if there is, uh, you know, sometimes my friends will send me like, um, some stuff that's a little conspiratorial and I'll, I'll, I'll look at it and I'll just be like, Oh God, you know, there's like three people controlling the whole world and it's all <laughs> bad. And you know, they're poisoning people and this and, 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 and I go like, okay, I got to look at something else quick or I got to go for a walk or something or get out of this little mm-hmm. circle of uh negativity or whatever it is. But there is quite a bit on social media that is about, being positive and doing good yeah, and helpful. Man. Yeah. And then there's like small groups that will want to attack even that and be <laughs> so like, you're wrong for this. You know? know, and it's like, well, I'm just trying. I'm I know, trying to I, be I know, right. I know. It's hard, to, it's hard to do good knowing you're doing good, but obviously there's going to be always going to be trolls and private account or people just want to like take a shot or say something, whatever. It's, I don't know. They're always going to be there, you know? Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I try to use mine as like something positive and, and, you know, and spread positivity and on music and on my family. Just, I, I just try to be my, I'm in myself on there, but obviously, um, yeah, it can get pretty dark. Yeah. And so in the darkness, if you're having a dark day, what do you do? Do you have a routine that gets you out of it? Like actual steps to, to, mm. to reacquire the positivity? Um, that's a really good point because as of this past couple of months, it's been kind of dark and you know, I did a couple of posts about it. It's been, been kind of not like I said earlier, cheap off this, like you can be healthy, happy with your family, roof over your head. We're very lucky. A lot of people are struggling right now, unemployment, everything, people are dying. But then it's like you said, if you go on your, it's just crazy when you're not on your phone, everything's wonderful. But if you go on your phone for a second, you can go down a rabbit hole and it gets really dark, man. It gets yeah. really dark. So I, I like chilled off my phone for like a couple of days. I was off IG for like 16 days and um, it was wonderful. Yeah. I started going to the ocean with my son. He's learning how to surf. I feel like the ocean is my new kind of escape from reality thing now. Because yeah. I never surfed, but my son's a great surfer. So I just tried as of recently to surf. And I stood up last weekend. It was like the most amazing feeling. You ever surfed? I surfed twice. And and my biggest memory from surfing was how sore my arms were, which I yeah. never thought that was going to be a thing. Paddling out. And yeah. Sh- yeah. So for me, I think my new thing is just if I'm feeling stressed, I'm stuck in the house. At least I can go to Runyon Canyon. If I'm going to go by myself listen to music, get out of the house, get off my phone. The best thing to, to stay positive, get off your phone for a couple hours right now. Yeah. Because it's it's very addictive. Like you said, there are good things, but there's so much information on there on both sides, on all sides of, from the lockdown to government, just every, there's so much stuff on there. And it's, I think not being on your phone is so good for your head right now. For, I think so. Uh, not for everyone, but it's working for me. I might say this and I could be totally wrong, but the the messaging initially was stay at home. For me, this is a very, very dangerous 
message because for a huge portion of my life, all I wanted to do was stay home and eat and watch television. Oh, gotcha. And so now it's like all, all we've made available is delivery food or takeout and television and stay at home. And I'm like, Ooh, how do I, how do I navigate this? So I got to find some kind of a healthy way to navigate this. And then there was even some moment of like, don't, don't, really leave your house but i was like well that's stupid i can walk around in my neighborhood mm -hmm. i you know and they close parks and and like i live near a park and i that was one of the things that would make me feel good is i could walk yeah. to the top of the hill you know similar to runyon and yeah. and 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 look out over the city and and feel better like this is a thing and now and now this is off the table and i'm like i so to be creative, man. You got to really figure it out. It's and, hard. And then, you know, I also think there's some confirmation bias for me, but I go like v v vitamin D is a big thing. You need vitamin D. And how did you get that? Uh, go out in the sun. That's how you really yeah. get vitamin D. If you don't, if you don't want to take a supplement, you, you got to yeah. just go out in the sun, but we're not really supposed to do it. It's a fine line. So at the end of the day, I go like, I, I stay at home and eat and watch TV is really the absolute worst thing I could do for my mental health and physical health. Yeah. And I'm just not going to do that. So I am going to walk around. Uh, I am going to go outside. I'm not going to, you know, go try to start a concert somewhere or, you know, like <laughs> randomly hug strangers you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. or, or whatever. But, but I think there are ways to navigate this. And I, yeah. and I totally agree, you know, Unfortunately, workouts in my house when I'm doing them, they take a lot longer because I've got um, the weights aren't as heavy. So I'm doing a lot more reps and I'm yeah. doing really slowly. And so my workouts take a long time. And then I look at my phone in between sets and like I blink and 20 minutes have gone by. That's insane, man. And so I think, yes, I've found also that turning off my phone to be very helpful. It's so evil. We're so addicted to it, man. Yeah. I think um, Steve Jobs said he wanted to make an extension of the human body. Yeah. And he, he, it's crazy, man. It really is. I, I think, um, so often I use it as just to make sure that what I'm thinking is correct as far as like facts go. And yeah. I'll think like in a conversation, I'll say something and I'll go, hold on, let me check to make sure what I'm saying is right. And like Google some, you know, study on the human body that talked <laughs> about, you know, carb intake or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. Just to, insure myself it's almost like a personal hard drive mm -hmm. you know which i don't feel good about that either um <laughs> me and a couple of my buddies were on a, a a trip where we wanted to like go see petra in jordan and go see the the pyramids in awesome. egypt and we went all over that that region and even there we were like out in the middle of a desert somewhere with bedouins and like sleeping in tents and, and, and like going on these crazy magical hikes and using Google to settle arguments, <laughs> you know? And it was just like, what are we doing? It's crazy, man. I'm so addicted to it, man. Yeah. It's like the last thing I look at is my phone and I put it down, go to bed, wake up, look at my phone. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, just, and if you ever check like how much time you spend on there, it's really embarrassing, oh, man. It's the worst. I can't even say it out loud to my son because I might be on there. Who knows? Like, it's just. <laughs> and when it tells you like you're up 10% or whatever. But I feel like there was, they have us on lockdown. We have our phones and our TVs and our houses. Yeah. You know, what else is strange too is that 
I've spent my whole life traveling, going on tour since I've been married for 24 years. My wife told me, she's like, the reason why I was still married is because we have this balance of me leaving, you know? Yeah. And now we don't have that. She, she wants to kill me. So she was home for like the first couple of months and I saw in her face, we were living on top of each other. That's another hard thing too. Like people getting used to like being on top of their families. I was like, she works at the barracks. I'm like, just go to work. Just go. Nobody's there. I said, I make an executive decision. My son's like, no, I'm scared. I'm like, she'll be fine. Just go to work. And so she let, she's been at work for a long time now. She's so happy. Like, it's so hard because people aren't used to being with their husbands and wives and kids like all the time. Man. Yeah. As much as you love them, it's like the space and all that and being each other's nerves and you want to work out or whatever you have to do. It's just, it's hard, man. It's wild. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Functionally, there is some use for for separating for large portions of the day. You know yes. what I mean? And then there's a reason to vacation with your family because you've you've done that and now you're ready for a week or two where you're all together. Yeah. And then by the end of the vacation, my wife is always like, I need a day to myself and I want to get a massage and I don't want to see you, you know? <laughs> yeah. And now we have no opportunity for that. There's yeah. it's just we're just all together all the time. Yeah. Don't quote me on this. Is I don't know if it's true or not, but this is in the music world. Is that like supposedly Bono, when, before he comes home from tour, his wife makes him go stay at the hotel, decompress, have a night of sleep before he comes back into like their life. Right. And that makes a lot of sense, man, because you're when you're traveling with your friends, not with your kids, you have no responsibilities. You're talking like sailors. It's just a different vibe, you know? And then you get back in, it's like, it doesn't matter if I played a festival to like 10,000 people the night before in Germany. When I get home that day, my wife's like, here's the keys. Take your son to school. It's back to reality. Yeah. Go to the grocery store. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, wow. All of that. You're like discombobulated. Yeah. It's... Yeah. No, that's in my rider. They're just going to put food in there. <laughs> exactly. So that's like the reality right now because now we're like, we're just, we're home. So me and my um, son and my friend Rusty, we turned my garage into a gym and a soundproof place for his drums. So now it's like me and my son's like dude cave. Yeah. And my wife's awesome. very happy about it. Yeah. It's... Yeah. Does she send you out there? <laughs> ever like go to the dude I, cave? I've been feeling my son's going to live out there. Who knows? But like it's been, it took like two or three months, but it's, I've never did anything like that before. I'm not a handyman. I'm not, I've never been like that. So it's been, that that was cool. Yeah. Now we have that. Um. But now it's kind of getting hot, so I'm going to put an air condition in there next. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to get, it's going to be a warm summer. Yeah, I saw that too. It says it's going to be like the hottest summer or something we've ever seen. Yeah. Man. It's like, what's next? I'm just <laughs> glad that the murder hornets didn't show yeah, up. Yeah, they didn't. Yeah. That was, they, they teased us with that for a few days, but it ultimately yeah, that's was right. Was and we kicked, flag. we kicked off the year with the Australian fires. It was brutal. Yeah. Horrible. Then maybe a World War Three, right? Right. It was like a Truman show slash Twilight Zone. It's weird, man. I can't wait to see what the third act of 2020 <laughs> is going to be. I just read uh, California or Los Angeles is three times more likely to have the San Andreas Fault to have a big earthquake. So maybe it's that. Wow, but that's man. not worldwide. Everything else seems to be pretty worldwide. And then this, and the fireworks were crazy July 4th, man. It was like a war zone. They had a thing on the news with a helicopter that went all through Los Angeles. It was crazy, man. Yeah. And the, and the, there wasn't a lot of, of wind. It was very still. Mm. So f the next day it was all smoky. It was like we had a big fire. Yeah. It had a weird smell. Yeah. Crazy time, man. It's wild. Um, all right. So put your phone down. Yeah, I think that's a big part. I'm really trying to do that. 
Um, it's interesting. And I haven't even said anything about this, of course, because I've just, well, I had like, some weird muscle spasm for like two weeks. And then I looked up, looked it up online. It's like more potassium, um, caffeine causes it, uh, more hi- be hydrated more. And I just started drinking coffee again this month because I only tried it in January and it's really addictive. <laughs> and so I haven't had coffee in three days. I've been pounding water, eating bananas in my shit. It's all gone. Yeah. It's weird how that works. Yeah. But when I realized when I get on my phone and I'm on my phone, I, it spazzes a little bit. Yeah. And I feel like in the future, there's going to be all kinds of problems with us and these phones. For sure. I think it's going to affect posture, like the, yeah. like how you're supposed to guns for however long and maybe guns go away. And, and we have phones right now and, and you know, they're super useful. Like, yeah, I don't know what my kids reality would be if they didn't have phones but That's i remember, all they know you know having to like meet up with people and you just like had confidence that the person's going to show up yeah. that doesn't work today yes yeah, so you have like, to show on friday yeah like, so cool we're meeting right like i yeah i'm over i'll i'll reconfirm the shit 17 <laughs> times you know partially because la people will not show up yeah that's why i texted you walking here yeah. like, i'll be five minutes yeah but before that it'd be like back in the day like oh so-and-so's playing next week i'll see you at cb I'll see you at that show. And then you won't talk to him for a week and then they'll be there. They're there. Because they made, a, made a plan with them. Um, Stuck to it. Yeah. And I remember there was a, a short period of time where I was autonomous enough that I could leave the house as long as I had quarters. And if I had to, I'd find a payphone and call my parents. Yeah. Which I don't think ever really happened. Like, come get me. You know, I'm, I'm yeah. in an alley somewhere bleeding or whatever <laughs> it is. Yeah. Um, but... But what my kids don't even really watch TV very much. They just watch their phones or computers. Too. Yeah, we we try to do like an hour a night or an hour or two. Like, hey, we're gonna watch movie night. We all everybody takes a turn picking the movie during the week. We do a comedy or whatever, and then we everybody puts their phones in their rooms and we do that. We try to do it every night right now. Oh, that's awesome! It's really it's hard, but it's really and even if the movie's more than an hour, my son's like, okay, it's been an hour. I'm like, no, I'm not done with the movie yet. We got like twenty more minutes. Just like chill with your phone. But yeah, like, did you watch the um? Uh, Fire Saga. It's a Netflix movie about like a a, a European band contest with Will Ferrell. I I tried, man. I tried, man. We that was one of our movie nights. Yeah, I was so psyched to saw the billboard and the day it came out. We're gonna watch this movie because we love. I don't want to talk about it, man. I tried, man. I'm just yeah. gonna say I tried. Yeah, I I and I'm a super fan, man. Yeah, I I it it was it was hard. It was it was difficult. I. I got to think they had a bunch of movies to come out. Yeah. And then we're not really seeing them. Nothing, We've man. Seen a few Netflix movies, mm-hmm. but the, they must have had. I saw I, a Quiet Place got pushed back. That was supposed to come out. Yeah. Because I like the first one. Yeah, the Will Ferrell, we were so psyched on that. Just didn't, just didn't work out for us, man, that night. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I keep seeing advertisements for Tenet, which Ooh. is supposed to come out in okay. August. But they've reshut down movie theaters here. Well, they never opened. They never them opened here. them. No. Uh, so I don't know what's going to happen with that. But that's definitely a movie I don't want to watch in my house. I oh, want to right, go to a theater yeah. to see that. Yeah, I really wish it, the movies did open for a second. I would have went, man, because I love going to movies, man. Yeah, I mean, I'm seriously thinking if if we're still locked down here into August, I might go to Vegas. To see that movie in the theater. <laughs> That's like, I'm, I'm thinking about that. A road trip. A road trip to see a movie. I so, might do it. So you think the theaters would be open there? 
I mean, I you know, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Maybe, who knows? Maybe we get a federal lockdown for the second half of 2020. I have no idea. But if it if they are, I might go watch a movie. I feel like that would be like an, an outlaw road trip, you know? <laughs> Just to go to a movie theater. Yeah. It's so rebellious. Yeah. But at this point, it's like, that sounds crazy. Yeah. Like as a kid, when I was 15, I would think <sighs> about like driving down to Tijuana to drink or something because bars, you could drink down there when you were 15. And now I'm like, I'm going <laughs> over the border to see a movie. That's crazy. You know what's crazy? And we'll go back to the positivity. But what I talk about with rap all the time too, it's like, the conversation we're having now is so weird. Did you go to the grocery store? How long was the line? Yeah. Did you wear a mask? Did you wear gloves? Yeah. Were people wearing masks in there? How was it? Or did you went to the post office? What was it like? The silly stuff we would never talk about. How was there one? How was Whole Foods today? Like this stuff. When we're not supposed to talk about this stuff, man. It's so weird. And I, and I hope <laughs> we're going to blink and be like, remember how weird 2020 hope, was? Man, I hope so, man. I think so. This is the weirdest year ever, man. It is so bizarre. I just don't know how long we could do this. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, we've done it for a while, but we could keep doing it. I don't know. It's interesting. I hope that like everything that's happening now, it's for a good reason for the, for the health and everything of all humans. But because if something comes out like a year from now, about what really was going on, it's going to be crazy, man. Yeah. It's going to be time. Not to get conspiracies, people just saying there's so much information in this. Yeah, it's. It, but we're gonna stay positive, man. We, we stay have healthy. To. Have to work out. We have to. You stay look great. I, I'm, I'm saying the first time I saw this guy in real life for a long time, like you totally turned your life around. And I'm gonna save all those questions for my podcast. Okay. So, but yeah, just you're staying healthy though. It's great, man. Yeah, it it has not been easy during this. Um, yeah. Uh, it, it it it. You know, I'm a person who does really well with a schedule and. The schedule has got to be my own choosing. Like I don't do well with some kind of a, like an authoritative schedule or authoritarian schedule. But yeah. when I like structure my life in a certain way, I, I feel that I can do the same thing over and over again, really, really efficiently. And the, I think that the utter disruption to it has actually been beneficial simply because, you know, uh, prior to this, it would be like, I've got my week figured out. And then my wife would throw a monkey wrench in it and be like, well, Thursday night, we're yeah. going to so-and-so's house for dinner. And I'm like, okay, that's crazy, which how crazy, it's not that crazy. Mm-hmm. But like for me and my schedule, which yeah. is written in stone, uh, you know, you got to figure it out. And this has been like, whatever you thought your schedule was, we've set it on fire. Your schedule <laughs> so does not exist. Now you're a teacher. Yeah, And you're also, um, what was the guy when we were kids and we would play hooky and they, 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 we would be scared of that guy, the, um, the truancy, Uh, you're a truancy truancy officer officer. and my kids are saying like, what is this? Um, you've got us on a home arrest and I'm like, trust me, not my idea. This is just the reality we live in. Yeah. And they're treating me as though I'm the mean teacher and the truancy officer. <laughs> and like, like it's hard, man. Yeah. And I'm thinking like, do I have to leave threads in the door to check and see if they're sneaking out and like, you know, running around the block without me knowing about it? Do they have masks on? Like all of mm. that. Um are they down with the masks? Are I they- mean, they don't want to wear masks. Yeah. But there are certain like in this neighborhood, if you don't have a mask on, you get a ticket. So wow. they wear masks. 
going to the store, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's My son, the, too. Yeah, that's the store's business. But, like, walking around the block, no. Yeah. They're not going to wear masks. And I think in our neighborhood, it's very easy to never come into contact with another yeah. person, you know. Or it's cool. We see somebody coming and we walk into the middle of the street and there's never cars on our street. So Mm -hmm. it's not – they would never get close to another person. I don't think they'd get close to another person even with a mask on. Exactly. Um, But they they don't want to wear masks. It's not – you know, I I saw something that said uh, the mask is the new – AIDS ribbon, like if you if you if you have the mask, you're in support of ending AIDS, and if you don't don't have it, you're you're like making a statement. I just disagree with that. I think the mask should be functional only. It shouldn't mm-hmm. be a political statement. Yeah. If if I'm gonna go be around people, I'll have a mask on. Yeah, it's our respect for other humans. Yeah, and yeah. I and I definitely respect that. Um, I can't imagine we need our kids though, like not be able to hang out with their friends. It's summertime. They're not going back to school. They left school early just through their minds and want to be around other kids. And especially this time in their lives, it's yeah. for us, it's different because we're older, but like, I, I mean, yes, in fairness, I, as a kid was happy to stay home and watch TV. Um, and then there was a period in my twenties where I was social, but I always wanted to go home and watch TV. You know <laughs> what I mean? Which was weird. Yeah. And now as an adult, I'm like, I don't want to see anybody socially. I just want to be at home or working out or working. Yeah. Like that's it. That's yeah. all I care about. I have no desire to be social at all. Yeah. My kids are not the same as me. My kids are social people. Yeah, my son too. And and I think there's also so I think that there there is going to be an impact on uh, people of that age. Yeah, man. Um, and anybody who is a social person mm-hmm. who who likes to be around other people, that's got to be something that's grating on people. It doesn't happen to affect me. Like I could care less. I never want to be in a crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, but. So I don't know. I I mean, I think it's been good because I appreciate the disruption and I appreciate the challenge that it's brought me. And it's just another thing like, well, I'm going to, I'm not going to let this beat me. I'm going to beat it. So whatever I have to do, I'm going to beat it and I'm going to win and I'm going to come out successful. And that's all we can do. That's all we can do. Yeah. And I try very hard to look for the positivity and, and Mm -hmm. to your point of like, go outside and look around, I find all the time if I do that, that I'm presented with a, a reality that is much different than the one that I'm being sold through yeah. my phone. Yeah, it's interesting because we're in the middle of the lockdown. People from New York, are you guys okay? I'm like, yeah. And I go outside and I would see it would be so normal in the streets. But then how it looked to my friends in New York looked like it was horrifying here. And it wasn't. I was just, yeah, I was just, well, yeah, that I, was interesting. My daughter who goes to school in New York we got her out of there yeah. prior to like uh, New York lockdown after we did, but we got her out of New York prior to us even locking down. We just said okay. like, get out. It's not, it's not, mm-hmm. not a good idea to be there right now. So she got out, but her boyfriend who also goes to school in New York lives in Houston. So she went to visit him in Houston. And after she went, we started to see all this news about it's going crazy in Houston. Dang. Everybody's dying. And rates are like me and my wife both separately in a day called her going, are you OK? And she was like, mom just called too. what's happening. We weren't talking about this. We mm-hmm. just both saw these stories about Houston. 
And she was like, I, it, it's, there's nothing happening here. Wow. And so, look, I don't want to make less of it. People are definitely sick and people are dying. And there's a, yes. there's a contagious disease going around. Yes. It's, it's not good. At the same time, I can sit in my phone, in my house and, and go into my phone and exist within the realm where it's only that. That's the only thing that's happening. Correct. Or I can turn my phone off and walk outside and look around and go, okay, there's birds in the sky. The sun is out. Mm -hmm. there, exactly. Nothing's happening here. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think it's good to be aware of like, hey, there's this thing. You got to know about it. We got to behave appropriately. Um, don't start passing out free hugs. That's yeah. maybe not a good idea right now. But also like if you walk around and everything's okay, I think it's also okay to be aware of that, to go like that there's cars driving on the street mm -hmm. and, you know, there was a run on toilet paper, but they're starting to restock it. You yes. know, we don't have yeah. to wipe our asses in the shower anymore or whatever <laughs> it is. You know, we can yeah. start to come back to some sense of like, it's going to be okay. And I, I think along with like the idea of PMA, I don't think PMA is ever like ignore, you know, if your house is on fire, you can't will yourself out of it. You can't just go, I'm going to be positive no, and man. sit here and burn to death. No. Like, but I do think it, it can you be like, Hey, we're alive. We made it out. Well, yeah, exactly. Let's look for the benefits. Yeah. I think this is very important. I think these are good things yeah, to keep in it, mind. This PMA and then this reality of stuff that you really can't control and stuff like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you just do your best, I'm like, I'm, I'm not always positive, you know, I have like down dark days and especially now it's just. You're a human being. I'm a human being. <laughs> yeah, I go through emotions. I'm not perfect. Yeah. But yeah, I always try to push for the, the positive side for sure. Because it's, I don't know. It's a really good message, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and, and and nobody's perfect humans in the first place, let alone to be the, the most positive. So it's like, yeah, you do your best every day. Yeah. You don't dwell on negative stuff that you can't control. Right. A lot of stuff we can't control. Like the future, when I'm going to play a show, I have no control over that. Yeah. So why am I stressing about it? I was stressing about it, but I have no control of the future of music. Yeah. I don't. I've but you, now. you can see a future where you get to play a show. Yeah, yeah, for sure. They're already rescheduling everything for next year. I've seen a couple of shows where cars are in the car. I don't know about that for me, where the band's playing and there's people in the cars. I'm not sure if I could do that, but yeah, everybody's moshing in the car watching you on stage. Is that a thing? Yeah, they did it in Europe. You pull up and it's like a, it's like like a, a drive-in? Drive yeah, they had a band play on stage. It's like a drive-through theater, but it's a band playing. I, I, I don't know band, if that's I can, the I way I want to see you. <laughs> or anybody. I don't, yeah. Well, I mean, like, if it's like a Philharmonic, yeah. maybe I'm okay. Coldplay, I do that. Yeah, exactly. Or like, not like a hardcore band. It's, it's different. No. I think <laughs> I I loved you. You had a post on, on social media that really struck me as very vulnerable, but also very honest and, and something I wanted for you. And it was like... I want somebody to come and sing into the microphone yeah. with me and I want Spit that. Spit on it and grab it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And 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 it's a hard... You commented on that. You go back to a show or something, yeah. I, I like don't go to concerts. Yeah, yeah. Nothing to do with this virus. I just don't... I'm, I feel like an old man. And, yeah. And I, and I also have some... Uh... When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. 
At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Apprehensions about crowds. Hmm. Um, uh, but I will go to your concert <laughs> just to experience that because I remember, you trip out, yeah, 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 I remember, I and mean, I've been to your concerts before, and a there is, time, yeah. there's a, there's a, there's an energy to that that you don't get, yeah, in other places, yeah, you know, and I, I really like that energy. Thank you. I miss that energy, man. I would do anything to have that energy right now, regardless of. I mean, I don't know if I play right now. If they said your band could play right now, I don't think that'd be respectful to others. You're the first band that goes plays in the middle of a pandemic. I don't think I would do that. As much as I wanted to, it wouldn't be smart or safe, but this is the longest I've gone for not on tour, you know? Yeah. And I'm not the only person, so I can't say, oh, what was me? But all, all my musician friends and people that I don't know in bands, are, nobody's doing anything, man. So. Yeah. Well, I, look, there's a lot to be aware of, you know? Um and we can be aware of, you know, the the kids who got um, a majority of their food from public schools. Yeah. And now that's either turned off yeah. or they got to go stand in line every day yeah, to get their food horrible. at the public school. That's not a good scene. Yeah. And the kids who are in abusive households. Yeah. And and their escape largely was going to school. True. Um that's not a good scene and people in abusive relationships like being stuck back in the house together and stuff like that. Yeah, right. right. There, there's a lot that is also detrimental to the way we've structured this out. So I, yeah. I, I never think like I can for sure go, woe is me. The gym is closed and then go the, the, the magnitude of my problem suffers in comparison to somebody else's problem. However, that's still my problem. Yeah. I'm, I'm not living in a house with an abusive person. Yeah. I'm not struggling to get food. I can be aware of those problems and advocate against them and say, yes. like, let's figure out an alternative. But they're still not the problems I take on living my life. Mm -hmm. My life is largely made better being able to go to the gym. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm missing the most. Yeah. You know, I, I happen to have kids who most of them go to schools out of state in college 
and and whatnot and and like ha- having them home has been great because i have I have, I get to see my kids a lot more. That's wonderful. Yeah. And then you're like, oh yeah, there's a reason we send them away for (laughs) the majority of the day. You know what I mean? And I kind of miss that too. Yeah. That's my problem. Yeah. We can appreciate it more when we go back to that though. Yeah. That little stuff we don't think about. Yeah. It's still, I can recognize that other people have problems. I don't want to trade my problems with anybody. Yeah. I want to, I want to conquer my problems. Yeah. Um, You'll take the longer workout in the house. I'll More reps. That. Sure. Yeah. I'll do it. If that's what I got to do, that's what I'll do. Yeah. And I'll try to find the positivity. Yeah. You know, um, you are straight edge. Yes. Were you always straight edge? My whole life. Yeah. How did that happen? So, um, like I said, listen to punk rock and skateboarding. Let's, should we tell people in case they don't know what straight edge is? Would you just tell them? What? I mean, for me, it's no drugs, no alcohol. Okay. Um, in the original... I guess definition in the song, I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't fuck, at least I can't fucking think. It was about not going around and having promiscuous sex with women and being a womanizer and being a player and, and those such words and just going after girls. Like that wasn't what we wrote about. And to be honest, for me, like I was never I was never like that, but I was into punk rock at an early age and my brothers got me into skateboarding and punk rock and couldn't relate to the Sex Pistols and Nevermind the Bullocks. I love the record, but I know what a Bullock was or what Anarchy was. And then I heard these bands, like I said, Bad Brains and Seven Seconds and Minor Threat. And here's a band I could skate to. They were aggressive. And they had a song on there called Straight Edge. And at that point, I was 13. I hadn't tried anything. And after my dad died, my mom was raising, raising three boys on her own. And so she would work two jobs and my brothers became like father figures to me. And they would be smoking weed in the house, having girls over, drinking beer, kind of wiling out. So they kind of, they, they got me into this punk rock and the skateboarding, which I, I thanked them for greatly. And then they kind of scared me straight. And then I heard Minor Threat. I was like, oh shit, these guys are so good. I can skate to them. And I guess I'm straightish because they're saying I don't have to do that to be cool or fit in. Right. And I wasn't with girls. All I cared about was skateboarding. People called me gay in high school. I was going to marry my skateboard because all I did was skate all through high school. It's all I want to be as a pro skater. And so, yeah, it just stuck with me. When at 13 years old, I heard that song. I was like, this is me. And now I'm 50 years old and I never tried a cigarette, a beer, a joint, a pill, nothing. That's my whole amazing. life. So there's a lot of people like me. People think I'm like this... Is anomaly the word? Yeah. I don't know. Um, but there's a lot of people like me from my world and our scene that never tried anything as well. Um, didn't know what straight edge was until they heard Minor Threat. Not, not really label, but you find, oh, that's what it means. That's what I am. So yeah, I've been, yeah, my whole life around people getting, doing drugs, overdosing. I've been around a lot of crazy people and I've always stayed true to myself, you know, yeah. throughout all of it. That's amazing. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I think that, but that kind of fortitude and then your message of positivity, those are very noble things. Thank you. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, it's it's crazy to think about it now. Even if I go back to New York and see my same barber I had in the 90s, he'll be giving me like a tighten up and he'll be like, so did you ever get a drink yet? Did you ever going to have a beer? You're ever going to basically grow up? I'm like, what? I'm like almost 50 years old. You think I'm going to have a drink now? Because to people that it's like program, like you have to drink, you're a man and do this and do that, you know, like. Yeah. You're in a band. You're covered in tattoos. You don't drink. I've been stereotyped my whole life as a total like scumbag, drug addict, thug, hooligan, whatever you want to call me. And I'm like, don't eat animals. Don't do drugs. I'm like the purest. Try to be, you know. Yeah. Um, How, when person. did when did did you ever eat animals? I haven't ate animals since 
Um, I quit. I became, I became a vegetarian in 1988 when I was 18, but I lived on my own before that. I wasn't really, I don't know, probably since I was 15. I had fish once. My mom made these really gross fish sticks in the microwave. The fried fish sticks. That's the only fish I've ever tried in my whole life. Really? No sushi, no nothing. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, man, just, yeah. Do you ever, do you ever try just like, um, cucumber rolls or avocado rolls? Can you have that? You can have that. Yeah, I just don't like seaweed though. Right. So, yeah, I mean, that's another, so if you want to go to the veganism part, basically, I lived with this band called Gorilla Biscuits in Queens, New York in 1988. And, they were vegetarian, straight edge bands, and um, they were recording their record that became an iconic record called Start Today, which changed so many people's lives. This one song called Cats and Dogs, basically saying cats and dogs have feelings like like cow, basically saying cats and dogs have all the luck. And the, one of the chorus parts was Thou Shall Not Kill. I sang on that that song, and they just inspired me to become vegetarian. And um, so th- that was all by myself living in New York with them. So that. So yes, at 18, I just stopped eating animals. And then maybe the next year I was like, I'm going to stop wearing animals. And I was living in New York, going through all those blizzards, wearing like vans and Converse. And I really hope the cows appreciate me <laughs> wearing like all kinds of canvas shit. You know what I mean? Like just soggy. And so then later I became vegan after that. Yeah. I, I do think I often get my, um, I, I go into these like weird mazes in my own mind about like things that I think are true and why are they true for me? And, and I will often go to the idea of like, you know, Oh, it's disgusting how they eat dogs in some culture, you know, and I'm not, and I'm not saying I don't find that disgusting. I do. I find it to be pretty gross. Like you see a video where Mm -hmm. it's like people are eating dogs and they're the wet markets in China. and, And it's like, really gross and then i go like the only real difference is cultural is mm-hmm. is like what we've become acclimated to yeah what the norm is right yeah and you know prior to really the agricultural booms here the majority of meat that people ate was game meat and mm-hmm. and and it was and the, the country was so heavily gamed uh that the the numbers of animals were so down that they had to protect them and go like, we're going to regulate this and you're yeah. not, you're not allowed to sell it. You can't go hunt an animal and sell it because that will quickly become a business. And then there won't, yeah. that animal won't exist anymore. So yeah. whatever the function of our structure has become, it's like we decided that dogs are not food and cows are. And uh, in yeah. another country, you know, cows are sacred in India. Cows are sacred and yeah. maybe they'll eat a dog or a horse or whatever. I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, but it, it, it does often perplex me as to where we draw these kind of moral lines and what we traditionally have become accept uh, or what's become acceptable to us because of our culture that we will attach like a, a, a moral idea of objective truth onto yeah. that is like just a choice. Milk does the body good. Right. Those commercials and the four, had that the four food groups, like the breads, the meats, right? The grains, uh, the dairy, the milk and the cheese, like all your whole life you're told that, man. Right. You have to have all these to be healthy and get your protein every day. Yeah. And it's like people don't need that much protein and don't need to eat meat like three times a day. Right. And they're, they're killing so many animals that there's, there's so many extra dead animals that are just waste they're wasting animals just they're making so many now i did get very um 
sad uh, recently hearing about coronavirus hitting a meat processing plant. And so because the processing plant closed, they just went out and killed thousands of pigs and threw them in a ditch. Farmer John's downtown too. Right. And I I go like, at the end of the day, look, I do eat meat. Mm -hmm. And so my... I can, but I can totally empathize with what you're saying. Like I can see the validity in what you're saying. And, and I go like, if, if this thing is being produced to feed somebody, there are certainly people for sure in the world. We know 25,000 people a day on average starve to death in the world. That's a lot of hungry people. Now, a lot of that is like weird, uh, political reasons where certain groups of people are blocking food for, you know, it's not, it's not necessarily that there's huge areas where they're just starving. It's usually a man-made causation today. Yeah. But we have food and now we're just going to kill it. And now we're just going to kill all these animals for no purpose at all. That feels very not good to me. Yeah. And Um, I guess supposedly like our president was supposed to shut down the slaughterhouses during the thing when he refused to do it. So a lot of people got sick, man. Yeah, but if he, what happens if he shuts them down? Does all the meat, does all those animals get killed and then thrown in a ditch? No, I, w- I would hope that they would go back at least to the farms they were at. I don't, I don't know. Man. It's really, it's I, yeah, a great question, know. man. I, I, I have because they no kill idea. thousands and thousands a week at Farmer John's because we go out there, we go out there and do the um, um, the pig vigils. Yeah, it's pretty intense, but um, yeah, that's so they, those all those. Pigs downtown, they're the Dodger dogs at Dodger Stadium. It's crazy. Yeah. The conditions that the animals are kept in feels suboptimal. Yeah. You know, like you go to a biodiverse farm and you see what's possible for like, you know, the the cow shits in the grass and the chickens and then bugs grow in the shit and the chicken comes and spreads the shit out and eats the bugs and and there's some kind of a harmony within the biodiverse farms where everything's got like a, a respectable position in this ecosystem. And then you, you know, you see the way the mass produced stuff is, is being done and, yeah. and the treatment. It's, bar- it's crazy barbaric. It's it, crazy. It, it man. does. It does seem weird. But that said, I, I have um, a lot of very liberal friends who for months would just go on and on about the uh the wet markets in china mm-hmm. and how barbaric it is and i'm like that's just a different culture mm-hmm. that's not i mean look if they don't realize how it is here too it's, yeah it's it, 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 if if corona if covid19 came out of a wet market, which nobody's even totally sure that that happened. It could have come out of a laboratory. It could be man-made. We don't even know the truth. But there was a huge amount of emphasis put on the wet markets at one point. Yeah, there was. Obviously, it adds a level of uh, problem if new viruses are springing out of these markets, which is possible. Yeah. But just to look at something and go... That's really horrific without necessarily looking at the way we're doing stuff too. Yeah. Just because we've gotten used to it, we're saying it's not also horrific. Yeah. You know, these are the kind of 
Yeah, because we're used to the cows being slaughtered, but you see um, dogs being skinned alive and burned alive. Like, oh my God. But the, the, all the animals here and all the farms that are getting slaughtered, it's, it's just as bad in a different way. You just don't see it, you know what I mean? Unless you go undercover in a slaughterhouse. But there's a lot of videos of the of the, the dogs and it's crazy, man. Yeah, it's terrible. And that... Well, people see that. I'm sorry. But no, people, no. Because there's, there's this thing like where there's like, there's, oh, I love dogs. I'm a dog person. I'm a dog lover. And then you have a hamburger for dinner. Like that, I never understood that. Because, But people don't put the two and two together. They're both living things. You know what I mean? And pigs are really smart, man. They're really smart animals, wonderful creatures. But I, th- I feel like people are so used to that. You have dogs and cats, like you said. And then, then we eat, oh, these ones here, we just eat them. Yeah. You know, but you can be a big dog lover, but then have a hamburger. It's just, but there's a lot of people that come and, thinking about that more i i actually was in china i went to china to try a duck dish okay because i i was on crazy diets that would make me only think about food yeah and then i would get really obsessed with like well duck is keto and where do they make the best duck in in china i have to go eat this duck in wow. china. so i wind up in china just to eat duck <laughs> Cut to my it's a long flight. It's a long flight for one <laughs> for one to try one restaurant. Yeah, and uh, my wife comes and she's not having a great trip and can't really eat anything. And uh, and uh, at some point, I'm we're in a market somewhere, and I'm like, "Well, I'm going to try scorpions." And my wife is appalled at this. Yeah, and I'm like, "What?" What are you talking about? Like, you know how often I'm called to action in my house to kill a bug? Like, for for her to, it's like, I mean, she doesn't want a bug to exist within the house. I personally don't care. I mostly, like, will argue let the bug live just because I'm lazy and don't want to get up and kill it. Mm-hmm. But it's got nothing to do with not, like, yeah. I want to save this bug's life. She is happy to kill all bugs. She is she is more than happy to never have to see a bug. So there's no position there where she's like, there's anything sacred about this life. And I'm like, what difference does it make? First of all, I believe there's an allowance for bugs in all canned food in America and rat shit and all kinds of crazy things. Mm-hmm. Um, this is like not even a conspiracy. This is a legal matter. Like there's a certain amount of bugs and fecal matter that are just allowed by the FDA within our canned food, period. Wow. So you're eating bugs no matter what, unless you're... Like you're not, yeah. Right, unless you're utterly avoiding canned food, <laughs> which is very difficult. Yeah. Um, But I couldn't... I was just arguing with her, like, why won't... Why, why is this freaking you out so bad that I want to try these, you know, uh, deep-fried... Uh, crickets or scorpions scorpions. and she was like because it's gross and i just think it's wild that we can have this bizarre dichotomy in our head that something we're used to is not gross Mm -hmm. hamburger yeah um but a bug you're willing to kill every day of the week is gross Maybe it's gross. I don't know. I couldn't. I couldn't rationalize it in yeah, my but head. Yeah, if the bug came out all mushed as like some sort of dip with a cracker, it might be different. Like when the hamburger comes out, you didn't see it get slaughtered. So her seeing eat the whole entire bug. Yeah, I will it's say. An insect. I don't know. I did something probably reprehensible, um, and that is there's a Thai restaurant in Silver Lake called Night Market or Song or something like that, 
and they are very traditional Thai food. And one of the dishes has a mashed bug side dish to it. And I took my wife there and she tried it and didn't like it at all, but she didn't know Mm. that it was mashed bugs. And then she found out that it was mashed bugs and she was really, really violently offended that I allowed that to happen or maybe force. I didn't force it to happen though. You just didn't tell her what it was. I didn't tell her what it was. This is pretty. (laughs) But to me, I'm like, we're eating this every day. Yeah. You're eating bugs. Yeah. She's tried a lot of things, huh? I'll I'll try pretty much anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a restaurant. I I hope this isn't upsetting to you. No, no, I'm sorry. Um, no called, judgment. Called Carnivore in <laughs> in <laughs> oh, Africa, shit. where it was all game meat. Okay. Um, and we ate like zebra and gazelles wow. and stuff like that. I don't I don't remember really liking any of that yeah. stuff. Um, but yes, I I will try anything. And I will say at the end of the day, I prefer the taste of beef to, I haven't tried dog, but to crickets uh, in Thailand. Um, But that's just also probably because that's what I'm used to eating, Mm -hmm. you know, but I, but I, my point is I, I respect what you're saying because I do think like to, to put heavy emphasis on one thing that one thing is food and the other thing is not food, but like man's best friend. Yeah. I have dogs. I could not imagine eating a dog. This is to me irrational. Yeah. You know, um, that's the thing. People people put it together. Yeah. It's interesting, right? You can pet them and love them, but then we can eat these. Like if you, if you went to the pig vigil where the truck stops, the pigs are about to be slaughtered. They've been on a truck for six days. They have no water. They're coming from Utah. You know, some of them, some of them actually have tears. It's horrifying. I bring all my non-vegan friends there. You go there, you give them water. You look in their eyes. They're freaking. And they're in cages. On yes, the and trucks, the, poli- right? the police stop them in the front and the back. The police are super nice there. It's quiet. It's peaceful. They stop the trucks for five minutes. We give them water. You look in their eyes. Oh. They get to see, have a moment with a human where they weren't treated like shit their whole life. And you give them an apple or something. You're not supposed to do that, but my wife did it. She got in trouble. <laughs> you give water. You just give them something. You know. And then you have this moment with them and it's, it's the first time I went, I was messed up for like a week. I was just so mentally drained and I, I was already vegan. I wasn't trying to be the most vegan. I was just brought a friend and then the truck drives away. And then 15, 20 minutes later, you hear him getting prodded, screaming. Oh. It's horrifying, man. I brought my, bring my son that he wants to like jump in there and save him. Like it's intense, but the best is to bring friends who don't eat, who eat meat just to see it. Cause they, I brought Mike, man. It was crazy. It's, yeah, yeah. Just you'd see it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Would you I, ever do that? I would do that. I would do that. And and I have uh, been to processing facilities, and it it will mess you up from the idea of eating meat. From You've been the into a slaughterhouse. Store. You mean? Yeah. Wow. But I also when when my kids uh, when the youngest kids were very little, and uh, and we were at a grocery store, and I remember. Uh, trying to explain to them, like, look, this thing in this package, this was this was an animal that you have like toys in your room where wow. you're like cuddling with a toy cow. Yeah, and I just want you to know because I suddenly felt like I want my kids to really understand. 
what they're eating. Like I, yeah. for, for, for a long time, I told them McDonald's was poison. And I, and I do think, you know, to some degree, I think McDonald's is like a really unhealthy thing for America, for people. It's, I, I also think it's not my place to make that decision. Yeah, you know what opinion, I mean? Like yeah. if, if people want to eat McDonald's, that's totally fine. Yeah. I, think mcdonald's french fries are delicious mm -hmm. but i really won't go there you yeah. know i mean i've been to mcdonald's once in the last 10 years or so yeah, yeah, yeah. and and i i have some issues with the idea that um they're feeding massive amounts of calories to people mostly unknowingly you know yeah. with who, who who maybe don't understand the way food works in the body and you're True. eating this stuff so so i have i'm very conflicted there uh and i did for a long time tell my kids mcdonald's was poison i wish i hadn't i wish i was a little bit more honest uh, uh, but they were little and i was just like that's not food we're not eating that but we're going to go to the grocery store and I eat meat and yeah. I want you guys to understand that this was a cuddly animal at one point that awesome if, if that. you're not going to be into that. And I took them to a slaughterhouse and uh, they were, they didn't watch animals be killed, but they got to see pre-processed dead animals get broken down. Wow. And I, and I said, I, I want you to understand that this and we watched the whole thing go from an animal with skin on it to a package of meat. Wow. And uh and I said like I'm not trying to sway you or dissuade you from from participating in what you eat, but yeah. I just want you to understand and they still eat meat. Um but I I I just think there's a there's a we lose something by seeing it packaged in a grocery store totally. and, and disassociating from what it starts out as, I think. That's and why it's easy for people. Yeah, it becomes a tradition. And, and, I, and I do think that, you know, they've made it largely illegal to film what happens in these plants. Mm -hmm. That if we were able to see that more maybe some changes would happen. Yeah, more people do you know? that, right? Yeah, well, I mean, look, if you actually challenge... If you showed the 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 even just the level of hygiene that is kept in a lot of these places, yeah. I think people would just be like, "I'm out." And yeah. if you challenged meat, meat is such a big industry in America, huge man. I, I I think it would be a valid thing for people to really understand. And I'm not saying once you understand, if you still choose to do it, that's fine. I do eat meat. I'm yeah. not saying I don't eat meat, but I think that there could be huge change in that industry. Yeah, more people saw that. Yeah. There's also some, you know, I've talked to a few people about this, but four companies own like 85% of the processing facilities in America. And there used to be um, hundreds of thousands of processing facilities, and now there's like 200. Oh, wow. And so as you uh, become more efficient, I think you will also lose certainly some part of the idea that this thing is a living creature, you know, and it just becomes like an apple. Yeah. And there's a difference between a pig and an apple, yes. you know? Yeah. If, if there's a difference between a dog and a pig, there's certainly a difference between a pig and an apple. Yeah. You can throw an apple in the back of a truck and morally I'm never going to question that. Yeah. Um, but, That's a good point. But if you put a 
pig in a truck in a tiny little cage and and it's actually in physical pain for the majority of his life and then you inhumanely kill it and I, I like th- that to me you know there's also hormones involved in a lot of these animals yeah. that, that are going to be released if they're I, I don't actually know what effect that's going to have on us, but I imagine it's something. Yeah. And the antibiotics and drugs and stuff, the shit that sure. they're yeah, fed. Man. So I, I'm totally open to going to see these pigs. I might not eat pork for a while after I, <laughs> after I look at that. I don't really honestly eat a lot of pork as it is or yeah. really any. It's pretty fatty meat. Um those videos you're talking about, that's that's one of the reasons why I became vegetarian because in the punk shows in New York, there was always these pita tables set up and they were giving out pamphlets and they always had a TV they were playing. And that's when I first saw the videos. I was, it was the most shocking thing I ever saw, you know, at that age. So that kind of stuck with me too. Yeah. And as far as McDonald's is concerned, my son never went went to McDonald's ever his whole life. He called it Ronald McDonald's until his, his grandma started coming to visit from Chicago and she'd take him to get like a milkshake or something. Like he never went there because he never he never had meat, my son. So, yeah. um, but it's his choice. We, you know, he's seventeen. He he told me he never wants to eat meat. He knows where it comes from. He's been in the vigils. He's super healthy. Uh, we never we never pushed it down. But you have to be vegan or nothing like that. Like he knew how we were, and that's my thing for me. Like I can have a conversation with you. And this, this I know this people. Some people only hang out with vegans or straight edge people. I think some people get bothered about me because I don't. Like I surround myself. My wife's not vegan. My wife's not straight edge. And I hang out with people who aren't. You know what I mean? I love having those conversations. And um, it's just good to have that balance. Not everybody exactly the same, you know? I really respect your moral position. And I respect how diligent with it you are. And I recognize that you... You, I mean, I've known you for a long time, and mm-hmm. you've never once come off as a guy who's going like you to me that yeah. I need to be vegan. No, um, and I, and and that that's my favorite thing about people with strong convictions who are also able to go like, this is my conviction. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be your conviction. That's where I live. You know, yeah, Te- teachy, not preachy. Yeah, lead by example, and that's what I try to do. I don't try to be like because I feel like you, you shove something down somebody's throat. They could be like. It's the same thing your parents keep telling me, don't do that. Of course they're going to do that. Right. So it's like, I never, I never was like that. I never tried to be like that. Um, I have no songs about that where it's like, do this, do that. Um, yeah, I just, I know, it's just not really my thing. Some people works with some people that can be really, they're really, and I respect what, whatever their position is or how passionate they are about it. But I'm passionate about it, but not preachy. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I, th- I always respect somebody who, is passionate about something, but can also recognize that it's their yeah. position. Mm-hmm. I There's often times that I'll have a conversation with somebody where they're speaking about their value as though it's an objective fact. Now, all you've told me and all we've discussed are objective facts, but you've also associated your value with those facts as your value yeah do you see that so there's a difference there and i feel the same way about basically everything i believe Uh, i'm not going to present it as though my value is a a fact my value is simply my value Mm -hmm. but i've experienced things like a fact is i took my kids to see yeah what animals look like in the process of being taken from just about alive to yeah to a package of meat so that they could form their own value. Yeah. You know, and I think that, uh, I think that um, in order to 
kind of escape the marketing machine yeah. as much as possible, we have to have as much information as we can have. True. And, and I think that the more that Im- information is withheld from us, we're never going to be able to make our own value determination. It's always going to be kind of manipulated. And I already think it is kind of manipulated no matter what. And, and mm. we're never going to escape that totally, but like we can get closer and closer to real critical thinking for yeah. ourselves if we have as much information as possible, you know? So, yeah. um, you know, a guy who's eating a Dodger dog who has no idea that the pigs are kept in cages and then processed, maybe he'd make a different decision if he knew that. But if he doesn't have that information, how can he make that determination? Yeah, if they don't see it, it really doesn't happen. Yeah. 100%. I th- I'd be cool. To, I mean, it'd be really extreme, but to have some of those videos at schools, like a health class or something, and show where it comes from. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think, think it, so. I it, mean, <laughs> I think doing that would at least minimally change the the way stuff is processed. You know, I, mm-hmm. I always think about, um, you know, there's a reason that the majority of our jails and prisons are filled with impoverished people. And I just wonder, like, if you started sending rich people to jail, maybe they would, we would have just ultimately less people in jail. You know what I mean? I'm not saying rich people need to go to jail, but there's a reason why affording a a really good lawyer can get you out of going to jail and being just being poor. Chances are you wind up in jail if you get caught up in the legal system. And so I just try to think about these things um, in terms of like, how do we actually change something? Um, And at the same time, I just go like, that's also just my value on it. And maybe we don't need to change it because maybe not enough people have share my value, you know? Yeah. yeah. Do you ever watch documentaries? Like you ever seen about the health or game changers and stuff like that? Yeah. Yeah. Game changers. I read, uh, two vegan, um, two vegan PhD in physiology guys came and were like, look, I'm a vegan for moral reasons, Yeah, but here's why this is not necessarily a hundred percent factual scientifically. That's, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, but they have on, you see Joe Rogan when they had them both on there. Yeah. That was incredible. man. That, that was a, that was a solid argument. It was a solid. Yeah. Even Rogan was like, I think I might take down the first one. Yeah. Yeah. That was like the first time I really watched the whole episode. That was it was nice to have the back and forth, like a real conversation. Yeah, it was. I thought it was represented well. Yeah, on his show, I I think at the end of the day, it wasn't an argument that got me to the point of like going like I'm going to give up meat. Yeah, and I but I certainly believe like you don't need to eat meat. There's yeah. no necessity in it. I think it would be hard to tell, you know somebody in Africa that they don't need to eat meat when there are like cultures that are kind of built up around only eating meat or like mm-hmm. to tell an Inuit just to eat vegetables when they have no access to vegetables. I don't know if we're allowed to call them Inuits. I don't know if I just said something bad. I never heard that word before. Like I know we're not supposed to say Eskimo, right. but I'm thinking of like the people that live in the Northern Arctic areas. Yeah, I don't know. They just don't have access to Vegetation the way we edit that shit. Um, But there's so many alternatives now. You ever try the Impossible Burger? I have. What do you think of that? Delicious. Okay. Yeah. Delicious. And their sausages are are delicious too. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. 
See, that kind of stuff I back because that's not really made for vegans. It's made for people to try who aren't vegans, the crossover. Yeah. Like back in the day, we had the super dry Boca burgers that like the size of a hockey puck, like these hippie patties that were like, if somebody tried to back them, like, oh, this is vegan food. It's just so nasty. Yeah. So now there's something that's so similar. Like when I tasted the Impossible Burger, it took me back to like when I actually had a burger in the 80s. It was crazy. Yeah. So I think for them, there's like an argument with vegans like about those companies beyond and um, Impossible, like just that they're in fast food places. But nobody has to go eat them if they don't want to. It's not right. nobody's being forced to go and try them. But for people that aren't vegans, I love that there's an option there. They can try something that's could possibly get them in a different direction. You know yeah. what I mean? And I'm not saying it's the best thing for you. It's a processed fake burger, but it's still something. You know what I mean? Uh, a gateway. A gateway. At, and at the end of the day, a cheeseburger is really not the best way to eat. Like it's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I yeah. I like a cheeseburger, but like that's, I don't think of that as a healthy thing to eat. You yeah. know what I mean? It's high in fat. It's got yeah. high in carbs. Um, and there is protein. I like a lot of protein, but like, I think the ratios are all off for like a healthy balance in food. I think a cheeseburger is not it. Have you eaten the veggie grill? Yeah. The veggie grill to me is, a, it's Love fantastic. <laughs> but I, but I also think of it as like not healthy food. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like for, uh, what do you get there? You get a burger or something? I get the chicken, uh, oh, yeah. the chicken sandwich. The yeah, fr- my, it's like a fried chicken yeah. sandwich. It's delicious. And it yeah. tastes, I mean, like you can't tell that yeah. it's not a fried chicken sandwich. Yeah. Veggie goes good. They get good salads and good stuff. And yeah. Very good. That's cool. You go. That's awesome. Yeah. I like that. But it's something that's very, very rare because I it's I don't think of it as healthy food. What about crosswoods? You've been there? I've been there. Yeah. You that's like good. Yeah. And yeah, that's yeah. healthier. Yeah. That's healthy food. Yeah. yeah that's awesome. You tried all that stuff. Yeah. I'll try anything. Yeah, you, I'll you eat seem anything. you're very open minded to it all. And I think you look into everything, you know, it's like, oh, that's not for me. I'm not gonna do that. You actually look into it. And the fact that you took your kids to the slaughter place is pretty amazing. Right? Yeah, I really want I wanted them to just have as much information as they can have. Yeah. You know, I I mean, I've, I, I haven't been perfect. I, I told them McDonald's was poison. It's not poison. You know what I mean? That was a weird value judgment. I think yeah. it was also for me because I was like, I need to avoid. I don't want to get into a situation where they're begging me to go to McDonald's. Yeah. So I'm just going to cut it out and say, like, more for myself, this place is poison. It got real weird when I wound up having to take them when they were very little because everything else was closed and kids mm. were going to turn into gremlins and they cried thinking <laughs> I was poisoning them. Wow. So it backfired a little bit. But, um, <laughs> you know, I I literally can count on one hand how many times my kids have eaten McDonald's and I have pride in that. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you try you try a whole bunch of different diets to get to where you're at now, right? That's why you try different keto, all that stuff, right? Yeah. I tried keto. Keto was super easy. Um, and, and, and like, I didn't have to think about anything. I didn't have to calculate anything. Uh, and, and what I'm doing now is low fat. And this was harder in the beginning and now it's super easy. So I'm happy with this. Like I can maintain muscle. I feel good in the gym. I'm eating more carbohydrates than I have in like 15 years, which is so fun. Wow. Yeah. Have you tried intermediate fasting? I have. Um, you tried it all. I think I've no. tried. I've tried everything. Yeah. I, I, I. That would like 
I would hard. still have to be diligent on that because I, I, when I was at my heaviest, I would, I didn't like eating in front of people. So often I was doing a version of that and then just overeating at night. And so if I give myself four hours, I can eat too many calories in four hours. So I still have to go like, yeah. And, and then I, I want to get like 35 grams of protein per meal and it's got to be spread out. I can't eat it all at once. I couldn't eat the amount of protein I want in four hours. Okay. My body wouldn't process it right. And then I'd have to, so you know, you're, you're in tune with your body. Yeah. I'm, okay. I'm trying to eat like every bite of food is serving a purpose. Okay. I love that. Yeah, I'm trying. It's 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 going. I'm gonna have abs any second now. I mean, I have a couple. For real? Yeah. Wow, man. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. You ever had abs? No. Back in the day? Never. Wow, man. Yeah. It's gonna be good. How old are you now? You got to say that on the forty-four. Great, man. Yeah. yeah. You turned it around, man. Wow, man. Yeah. The biking really kicked it off too, right? Yeah. Yeah, but I just got you were too going thin. hard though. Yeah. You were thinner than that, huh? I, I was I 40 you. pounds thinner. Yeah. 40 pounds thinner and about the same body fat percentage. But I didn't have abs. I never got abs. Was that a goal? Like, I, yeah. I've always wanted abs. Sick. Yeah. A lot, lot of crunches, a lot of stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to yeah. hit you up on that. I like to get some abs too. I'm yeah. skinny. I like to get like. Let's get some abs. I'm, I'm 50 Toby. now, so I got to. You can always get abs. <laughs> we can always get abs. It's never too late for abs. It's never too late? Never too late. That'd be sick. Yeah. Thank awesome. you, brother. Appreciate thank, you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. I appreciate it. And now for some Q&A. This question is from Josh. He says, I've struggled with my weight my whole life and have constantly gained and lost weight. I finally made a shift in September 2017 where I lost 100 pounds and have been more or less maintaining it since then. I have dis- described my journey as being physical, emotional, and spiritual as far as working through unhealthy relationships with food, exercise, and body image. I've wondered if there's been a spiritual component to your body transformation. Thank you for the question, Josh. I've never thought of it in spiritual terms. I have thought uh, quite extensively about it in mental terms. And I think what you're talking about, we could probably um, use either word. Uh, Unhealthy relationships with food. I have in spades and I am constantly checking myself um, from walking down those paths. Uh, I've also even had unhealthy relationships with exercise. I was uh, obsessed with cycling for a few years and did about eight hours of that six days a week for just about two years. And that was not something I could maintain. Um and my body image, uh, you know, I, I, I think that's just a weird thing. Um, I don't know how it is for people who spent their entire lives being praised for how they look. So I, I can't know what it feels like to be them. But having not been in that category of person, I don't know that anybody could be a bigger critic of me than me. And so I have this image in my head of what I want to look like through diet and exercise. And I don't know that I've ever gotten there or if I've gotten there numerically, I don't know if the the picture I had in my head ever matched what I thought the number on the scale would would look like. And so uh, 
And so, you know, I think it is really important to congratulate yourself and to stay positive and to maybe even realize that we have no idea what we're going to look like um, through diet and exercise. We can be sure that if we're sticking to our diet accurately, that we're going to lose fat. Um, but at the end of the day, the, the, there's another weird component, which is that we are with ourselves so much that the transformation isn't shocking. Like I, I know I've run into people who have, who have gone, like their eyes have jumped out of their heads and, and I've been like, what I've, you know, I've, looked like this for a long time now and uh I, what's so shocking but they haven't seen me in a couple of years or or whatever it is and so it's shocking to them but for me it's just a constant steady um transition and so you know if you're if you have this image of in your head of what you want to get to but you're getting there so slowly, so progressively, it, it, it is important to like look for certain milestones that you can kind of track. And it's hard to do that over the course of years. You know, one way could be taking a picture of yourself every day. I did that for a while. And then, and then you go like, you can start to see the progression because maybe you look in the mirror today and you go like, I haven't changed anything. But if you have a picture from two months ago, you will maybe be able to see that. Um, body image is a very tricky thing. And, and I don't think it's necessarily the most coherent thing. So that's my answer, Josh. I hope that I answered you. If you have a question that you would like me to answer on the podcast, please submit it to AmericanGlutton.net. Thanks for listening to this episode of American Glutton. I'm Ethan Suplee, and as always, joined by my chaperone, Paige Dorian. Follow us on Instagram at American Glutton Podcast. Sincerely. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.